Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified life coach who helps social selling mamas create the life and business of their dreams with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you are here for episode eight. We're talking all about how to best friend yourself. So this is a concept that I created over the last couple of years because I coach a lot, a lot of women. And one of the things that I noticed is that we as women have not really been taught how to have a relationship with ourselves. We're really good at relationships with other people. A lot of us are really wired for relationships with our spouse and our kids and our friends, and we find it easy to connect with people, and we treat other people with kindness and love and respect and generosity, but we don't treat ourselves with that same level of kindness. And I think it's a real problem, and I am guilty of it myself. We are the most hard on ourselves. Our relationship with ourself is the number one most important relationship in our lives. As a person of faith, my relationship with God is actually in that spot of priority, but my relationship with myself is actually part of my relationship with God because the way that I see and treat myself reflects on who I think God is and who I say that he is. And I'm not going to dive too far into that concept, but I want you to know that I'm aware of that. And I know a lot of my listeners are also believers. And so saying that our relationship with ourself is the number one priority might be triggering for some people. And so I wanted to just add in that caveat. But I want to talk today about how to create a best friend relationship with yourself, why it matters, and what it looks like in your daily life, in the celebrations of your life, and in the failures. So first of all, why is it important? What I have come to learn in the last five years of doing this work of emotional health and prioritizing myself and being aware is that there are so many things that our culture says that we need from other people that we could much more healthily get from ourselves. For example, validation. I have had so many conversations with people over the last few weeks with my husband, with some of my closest friends, and with many of my clients about how much of our time we spend looking for external validation. And this is true for us as social sellers and moms. We want the numbers. We want the sales. We want the rank because it validates our value, our worth, and our ability. But unfortunately, external validation always comes up empty. It fills us and fulfills us for a moment, and then it fades so fast, and we are just left wanting more, and we end up in this hamster wheel of performing, looking for validation, getting validation, and then wanting more of it, and over and over and over again we go. But the truth is, is that validation is not something that we need from someone else. It is something that we can actually give ourselves. I had a friendship that 
I practiced this in a couple of years ago. One of my closest friends and I had grown apart and there was a lot of frustration and dissatisfaction in the relationship for me personally because I was constantly looking to her for validation and I wouldn't do it consciously, but I would go into an interaction with her and I would want her to tell me that I was enough to in some way acknowledge me or give me the time or attention that I wanted. And I even used the idea of love languages to try and manipulate this relationship. And I think a lot of us do this. Like I think the five love languages, if you've heard of that before, is a great tool for awareness, but we often use it as a tool of manipulation. We go to people that we love and we tell them, this is how you have to love me. I experience love by you spending quality time with me. And so now if you don't spend quality time with me, I'm not going to feel loved. If you think about that, it sounds a lot like control manipulation, doesn't it? So anyways, I went to this friend and I was always wanting validation from her and it was always coming up short. And it wasn't because she wasn't a good friend. It was because nobody can give me that satisfaction and fulfillment. It's not something that I can find in an external place. It's something that comes from within. And so I did an experiment. And before I went to hang out with her, I hadn't seen her in a while. And I was feeling so nervous about spending time with her because often our interactions ended with me feeling really disappointed that she hadn't done the things that I wanted her to do to show me that she loved me. But I decided to do an experiment and I gave myself everything that I wanted her to give me before we went into our time together. And so I even wrote this down, like, what do I want from this person in this interaction? I want her to tell me that I'm important. I want her to think that I'm strong and wise and brave and brilliant. And so instead of waiting until I was with her, I just gave those things to myself. I literally said to myself, Heather, you are important. You are brilliant and brave and strong. You are enough. And I best friended the heck out of myself. All the things I wanted my best friend to say to me, I said to myself. And you know what? I felt amazing afterwards. You would think that it would be more fulfilling to hear it from someone else, but in fact, what I have experienced is that the greatest fulfillment comes when we actually say these things to ourselves. And as a result of giving myself all of the things I wanted from her before spending time with her, she and I had the most amazing time of connection that we have ever had in our friendship and have continued to grow in connection and intimacy over the last few years because I stopped requiring her to give me what I wanted and what I quote unquote needed. And I took the responsibility to give it to myself. And this isn't about shutting down or having walls up or not being vulnerable with people. It's about taking ownership for our emotional health and then having the opportunity to build deeper connections with people because we don't need them. We aren't requiring certain things of them. We're showing up just to love them and to allow them to see who we are and to see who they are, which we can do so much more clearly when we are not 
requiring that person to give us something. This particular situation started a long journey of exploration with myself in this best friend yourself idea. And I've really come to see that when I give myself what I need from other people or what I think I need from other people, when I have an active relationship of support with myself, the kind of relationship that you have with your best friend, I'm able to show up to everything in my life more fully. I'm able to show up on the daily more fully, more present, more generous. I'm able to show up in the celebrations and the good times and really actually expand the joy of those moments. And I'm able to show up in the hard times and in the failures and in the struggles. So I want to walk you through each of these different areas of your life and how you can start best friending yourself today on the daily, in the celebrations, and in the failures. So first of all, let's talk about on the daily, how do we start to develop a best friend relationship with ourselves every single day? Well, I recently read the book by Mel Robbins, The High Five Habit, and I could not get enough of it. It was so fun for me to read because it very much lines up with this idea of best friending yourself. And what she writes about in there, if you haven't read it, is she writes about this habit that she kind of unintentionally started a couple years ago where she was having a really rough morning and she was looking at herself in the mirror and all of the default setting in her wanted to just criticize herself and get down and overwhelmed and frustrated about all the things she had to do. And instead of doing that, she looked at herself in the mirror and she high-fived her own reflection. And it was this really random thing that in the moment didn't feel super important, but she continued to do it day after day after day. And the result of this was she developed a relationship of support within herself. And this is something that I have seen in my own life. I haven't been high-fiving myself in the mirror for very long, but I see this in the way that I prioritize myself in my day, the way that I actually listen to my own desires and needs. I have a 10 minute morning routine and it's a number one priority for me now to take the time to check in with myself, to listen to my heart, to give voice to the thoughts and feelings that are going on in my body, to take a couple of deep breaths and have gratitude for what's working in my life and be intentional about the way I'm spending my time. All of these things are ways that I have developed a relationship of trust with myself. Another thing that I do daily is I schedule everything in my business and life onto my calendar. I don't have a running to-do list anymore. And I've talked about this on one of my previous episodes. I now schedule everything. And when I wake up in the morning and I look at my calendar for the day, I follow what I decided for myself to do. And by doing that, I build my relationship of trust with myself. It's one of the ways I show up for myself as a best friend. Think about it this way. If you made an appointment, a lunch appointment or a coffee date with your best friend and you just didn't show up, you really wouldn't be much of a best friend, right? Like that would get old pretty quickly. And yet we do this with ourselves all the time. We make an appointment with ourselves to go to the gym or to eat a healthy lunch or to do that work for our business or to post on social media. And when we don't follow through, we break trust with ourselves. So one of the ways to start to best friend yourself is to do the things that you said you're going to do. Not because of what everyone else is expecting from you, but because it builds trust with yourself. 
Follow through on the promises that you make to yourself and pay attention to your self-talk throughout the day. Are you constantly beating yourself up, judging yourself and shaming yourself? Or are you treating yourself with love and compassion and understanding? Listen to that dialogue in your head and start to notice the tone that you use with yourself. Is it a tone of frustration, impatience, and disappointment? Or is it a tone of encouragement and love? These are ways, they're very subtle, but they are significant when they add up day after day after day. Ways that we can build a best friend relationship with ourselves. Do the things for yourself that you would do for your best friend. The next thing I want to talk about is how to best friend yourself in celebrations. When those moments of joy come, when you hit those goals, when you make the rank, when you earn the trip, when you just show up more present with your kids, when you actually put your phone away from four till six, when you set out to do it, whatever it is, the little tiny wins, the little moments of joy in your life, expand those moments of joy by celebrating them. Just like a best friend would want to celebrate you. One of my best memories of my entire life is the memory of my 33rd birthday. And I was living in Redding, California at the time, and I had a birthday party and I had these 12 people come over and sit around my table. And every single one of them took five to 10 minutes to talk about what they loved about me and to speak life and truth over me. And I was just so overwhelmed and overtaken. I had never felt such love before from my friends. I felt so seen and known and celebrated. It was so overwhelming. And I haven't had a birthday like that since, and I don't know if I ever will again. But what I do have from that is an example of how to best friend myself in celebration. It's taught me that when I am doing amazing, when I am hitting those goals, when I am being consistent, when I'm doing the work, I need to celebrate those wins. I need to stop and pause and expand the joy of that moment. I think of it like blowing up a balloon. So this past month, I hit a really huge financial goal that I had set in my business. I made over 60K in a single month, which as a side note was my very first goal when I started coaching was to make 60K in my first year of coaching because that would replace my teacher salary. And this past month, I made that in one single month. And there was this thing in me that wanted to just gloss it over, wanted to just brush over how big of an accomplishment that was for me. And it was like I had this balloon in my mouth and I had just taken one or two breaths into the balloon. I had just, you know, blown it up just a little bit of like, wow, that's awesome. I can't believe I did that. And then I was like, no, I want to breathe more life into this. I want to give this more attention. I want to celebrate this. And so I talked to someone about it and I shared with a few friends and now it's very vulnerable for me to share it here, but I'm sharing it here as well because I want to celebrate it and I want to be grateful for it. And I want to expand the joy of that moment because what I find is that there is so much time and attention in our lives that we put on all of the things that aren't working. But what best friends are so good at doing is they are good at helping us see 
the wins and celebrate the wins. And one of my good friends, Jess, always talks about how we need to celebrate the wins. And when I tell her about the accomplishments in my life, she's like, what are you doing to celebrate that? How are you going to stop and actually make this into a moment? Mark this moment as a gift and as something that is full of joy. And so this is a way that we can best friend ourselves. We can pause and stop and celebrate the wins without holding back, without embarrassment, without fear of what other people might think. And even if nobody else knows, we can celebrate it for ourselves. And finally, how do we best friend ourselves in our failures? And I think this is actually the most important place for us to start best friending ourselves. What I always say is the difference between someone who is going to be successful in their business or not is how you treat yourself when things don't go the way you planned. How you treat yourself when you don't hit the goal, when you don't hit the rank, when you don't make the sales that you want to make. How do you speak to yourself in those situations? And what I've seen in myself and in a lot of my clients is that we just beat the crap out of ourselves. Really, when we don't get it right, we're like, here's all the reasons why I didn't get it right, and I should have done this, and I shouldn't have done that, and we are just so hard on ourselves. But what I want to challenge and encourage you to do is the next time that you experience a failure and the next time that you try something and it doesn't work the way that you thought it was going to work, the next time you put yourself out there and it feels like no one hears you, what story are you going to tell yourself about it? How are you going to love and support and best friend yourself in that? Because that is the real test of a friendship, isn't it? It's not just in the joys and the celebration and the fun. It's when life gets hard. It's when you're sitting in the hospital and your friend comes and brings a bowl of popcorn and a bottle of wine. And your friend doesn't come in and say, well, this sucks. And here's all the reasons why you're here. And here's how this is your fault. And here's, you know, what you could have done differently or how you could have made it better. Your friend says, I'm here. I will sit with you. I will be with you in this crappy place. I won't abandon you or desert you. And I want to challenge you today to not abandon yourself in the hard times, to not turn your back on yourself in your failures by beating the crap out of yourself, by shaming yourself and judging yourself, but to lovingly and compassionately support yourself when things are hard. To say to yourself, you know what? Baby girl, we are going to get through this together. I am not going to desert you. I am not going to leave you alone. I am going to be with you even when it's hard, even when it looks messy, even when it looks like we screwed things up. I'm not going to abandon you then. This is what it means to best friend yourself. And I can promise you that if you will commit to building this relationship with yourself, it will change your life. It will make your relationships more rich. It will help you to show up more powerfully in your business. It will be the difference between those of you who will quit and those of you who will succeed because you just don't give up no matter how hard it gets. Let's each of us commit to develop a best friend relationship with ourselves in 2022. 
Are you with me? Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.